Hello and welcome to the Indigo School. I'm Ashley Wilhite and this podcast is my exploration of all things spiritual. I hope you'll follow along. Good morning, friends. Good morning. It's Wednesday morning. It is 9.23 a.m. and I'm sitting here at my desk. We are about to pull a card from my oracle deck, The Magical Messages from the Fairies by Miss Doreen Virtue. And I have been awake for about an hour today so far. And I've had my lemon water and I'm drinking my green supplements right now. I'm shuffling the cards for us. So when I shuffle the cards, I don't have a set number of times that I shuffle. I just do it until I feel one, like this one right here is wanting to come out today. Ooh, it says marriage. The fairies join you in celebrating wedded bliss. I am not married. If you are not familiar with my story, I'm completely single, never been married. But I am on a journey to find a husband. I would like to be married, and this takes up a lot of my uh, brain space these days, is dating and figuring out what kind of partner I am looking for. So let's read from the book what it says about marriage. You drew this card because your question involves a marriage. This particular card holds variable meaning, so pay attention to your body's reaction as you read the possible interpretations. Additional meanings for this card. Congratulations, you're getting married soon. (laughs) Your marriage needs some healing and attention, which the fairies can help you with if you ask. You'll soon meet someone significant at a wedding. A relationship commitment is pending. Admit your true feelings to yourself regarding marriage. Someone close to you is getting married soon. Your life purpose involves helping people with romance, matchmaking, relationships, or weddings. So that's interesting. (laughs) Um, Take from that what you will sit with it. The card is beautiful, actually. It's um, some fairies in the magical forest. There is a man and woman standing holding hands. And behind them, there's other fairies kind of celebrating, dancing in the background, flying around. And there's a little unicorn off to the side that's white and has a golden horn. It's very sparkly and looks like a a very fun, happy celebration. So I'll keep that card out for us today. So I like to, my plan is to record these episodes and release them once a week on Wednesdays. And I had on my to-do list yesterday to record this episode. But I wasn't entirely sure what I wanted to talk about. So I kind of sat with it all day and nothing was coming to me and I didn't want to force it. And I have made it one of my personal commandments to not force this podcast or my Instagram or anything in my business because I've done that in the past thinking I should just do it, like force my way through it hustle, grind, make it happen. It doesn't matter how I feel. Just do what you say you're going to do. In human design, I have a defined heart. So it's it's pretty easy for me to keep commitments. When I say I'm going to do something, I can make myself do it, even if it doesn't feel good. But 
I have committed to doing things differently in this business and with this podcast. So I wasn't feeling inspired yesterday and I didn't want to force it. So I just kind of sat with it and trusted that something would come to me because I had made the commitment to release this podcast on Wednesday, (laughs) which is today. So last night I had a call for um, a program that I'm in and a coach that I work with. And the call was all about authenticity and um, really being true to yourself. And one of the, actually, let me pull out my journal. Let me be really, really (laughs) open about this. One of the questions was, do I feel like it's safe to be myself? Why or why not? And then there were some other questions like, when have I felt most like myself? When have I felt most disconnected? And so I spent about 90 minutes last night journaling on these questions and trying to get clear and be honest with myself. Um, And I had some aha moments. And as I was journaling on this call and answering the question, do I feel like it's safe to be myself? And the question, when have I felt most disconnected from myself? This idea of self-sacrificing came up for me and all of the ways and all of the times that I have sacrificed myself, sacrificed my comfort, sacrificed my, my happiness, my safety, my opinion, my truth, just because it felt more comfortable to do that than to make somebody else uncomfortable, to make somebody else unhappy, to make somebody else potentially angry. It was easier to to sacrifice myself. And this has been a pattern that has shown up for me my entire life. I'm very much a, a people pleaser, um, not wanting to rock the boat. Um, in human design, this looks like an open solar plexus. <laughs> In astrology, this is my Libra rising. (laughs) So there's a lot of ways that this, um, it doesn't surprise me, but it's something that I have been aware of. And it's funny, as I'm talking, I actually, I remembered for one of my clients that I work with, um, she's an executive coach. And one of the things that she does for her clients is she uses an emotional intelligence assessment for them. So she had me take this assessment just so that I could understand the work that she does. And I took the assessment and we were going over it together and it ranks you on all of these different skills and qualities of what a good leader should be. And one of the ones that I was lowest on is assertiveness. And I was like, oh yeah, that is not surprising to me at all. I have a really hard time being assertive and standing up for myself. And this is something I've been working on. I mean, I've gotten so much better and feel so much more confident in speaking up and saying how I feel about things, but I still struggle with it when I anticipate that it's going to make somebody unhappy or they're going to question me back or I'm going to have to defend myself in some way. So, um, yeah, just this idea of assertiveness and standing up for myself and well, it's easier if I just sacrifice myself and don't say anything or if I do something that I know is going to make somebody else happy even though it might be slightly uncomfortable for me or go against my values or what I would really want this situation to look like 
and this especially shows up in my my relationships with men and dating but also in the past when I have been I have had traditional jobs where I've had a boss um, and a team that I'm working with I've had a really hard time saying how I feel or expressing what I want and I think as women this shows up for us a lot especially if it's not something that our families have taught us or encouraged us to do and in my family we had a very interesting dynamic of I'm the oldest child um, and I'm pretty reserved and calm in my natural state Um, and pretty easygoing, pretty flexible, um, but I can also be very strong-willed and determined when it's something that I, like a goal that I set for myself when that defined heart center comes out to play. But my sister, on the other hand, is very loud and very energetic, and she's a manifesting generator with a defined solar plexus, emotional authority. Um, so she was what I think of like as a very bright, colorful, outgoing, outspoken person, big personality, whereas I'm more of the um, quieter, calmer, easygoing child. So in my family, we just kind of owned and accepted those dynamics and that those personality traits, which has then, I think, spilled over into the rest of my life because I wasn't really given a chance to to practice speaking up for myself I see I have a visitor (laughs) my roommate has a cat and he has come into the bedroom because I didn't close the door Um, so last night on this call I'm journaling about authenticity and if it's safe to be myself and it triggered this thought that I'd been having over the past couple of weeks And one thing that I've been exploring lately is this idea of past lives. And again, this is one of those topics that makes me really uncomfortable because it's not something that I was raised believing. It's not something that, like in the traditional sense, I know I even believe myself. But the more that I learn about it and kind of see it from different angles the more interested I am. So it's not so much that I believe we, like I was born and at some point I'm going to die and then I'm going to be reincarnated into something else. Like that might be possible. I don't know. Um, But there's this theory, I guess. I don't even know what you, you call these things because I'm so new to this, you guys. So if I'm using the wrong terminology, I apologize. There's this theory that says um, there is no beginning and end of time, right? There is the way that we track time as humans today is something that we've made up just because it helps us. It makes sense to us. It helps us go through our lives. It gives us some form of measurement. But like in the bigger scope of the universe and everything that exists, there is no time. So on um, the line podcast with Ashley Wood, which is one of my favorite podcasts lately. She talks about um, deja vu and how it's this this um, idea that we're experiencing something in a past life. 
So she explains it as imagine you're holding a plate and you drop it and it shatters into hundreds of pieces. One of those pieces is what you're experiencing right now. That is your current life, your current thoughts, beliefs, your body, your experience, your existence. All of the other pieces are your life happening in other dimensions, in other time periods, in other worlds, if you will. So those are all of your past lives and your your future lives, but they're all happening at the same time. Like they're all there on the kitchen floor, (laughs) but you just don't have access to them. You can only access this present life, which is this whole idea of time travel and can you remember past lives? Remembering would be in quotes because it is currently happening. And so all of these thoughts, I'm like just fascinated by this idea of we have this current life, but we also have all of these other lives and they're all happening at the same time or maybe they're, they are happening in a sequential order. I was watching, this is such a tangent, I was watching um, a show on Amazon Prime last night about, I think it was like the ghost inside my child called something like that. But it was the show about parents sharing how their children had had these past lives. And they, like toddlers talking about how they were shot in the war and like fell out of airplanes or were a soldier during World War II. Like things that like toddlers should not know anything about. But they had these stories that they were sharing about their past lives. Um, And it was really interesting. And also, if you watch it, it's... I did not think it was a very well done show. Um, like the topic and the idea of it was really interesting to me though. So so I have been exploring with this belief of we have these past lives that might be happening at the same time, things that we might remember. And I believe this is why we feel drawn to certain people or we feel drawn to certain places when we might visit somewhere new and we're like, oh my God, it feels like home. I feel like I've been here before. I just feel so connected to this place. To me, that would be some kind of tie to a past life. So I have always felt drawn to Paris and France, but Paris specifically. And every time I'm there, I just feel so comfortable and it feels like I've been there before. I feel drawn to it. It just feels like home to me more so than any other place that I've visited. And, you know, I was born and raised in Texas. And once I left for college, I did travel around for a while. I spent some time in France actually for a year. Um, but I had no like previous, um, introduction to France, except just feeling like my, my soul was pulling me there. And it, like the pictures that I saw, it just felt so familiar to me. And so I'm sure that you have places like that too in the world. You know, I've heard people feel like they feel that about Australia or they feel that about Hawaii or, uh, they might feel that about like being in the mountains, even though they've never been there. It's just something like that's where I'm meant to be. Like that's what's familiar to me. And I believe that that is something pulling us from a past life. And This has been my experience as I begun exploring my own past lives. Um, This all came full circle. 
So there's lots of ways that you can begin digging into past lives. Um, I just found some meditations on YouTube of past life regressions, and I listened to a couple of them, and some I did have an experience, and others I did not. So I think it depends on your openness to the experience of what you're going to get out from it and kind of what's going on in your reality at that time. So one of my past life regressions that I did, I don't even like the word regression because then it's like you're going back in time and I don't really necessarily believe that. Anyway, one of the past lives that I have connected with is... So when I did this, I was laying in bed with my eyes closed and I saw so clearly this woman who was me in France, in Paris, standing outside of Notre Dame Cathedral. And she was standing kind of in front of it, but off to the right. And she was this young girl, maybe young 20s. And she had this long blonde hair with like these big curls like very um lots of volume in her hair and she was holding a book in her hand that she had written and she felt she felt very calm in that she was certain that this was her journey and this was her experience but she also had this feeling of like frustration and a little bit of fear and a lot of um, anger toward the people around her. And she was surrounded by these men and they were telling her, you are not allowed to write this book. We cannot have you sharing this with people. We have to take this from you and you are going to be punished because of what you've done, because you have written this book. It is not safe for you to put this out there We cannot have you share this with people. We're taking it from you and we are ultimately going to kill you because you wrote this book. I'm becoming emotional as I'm saying this. Like this was this (laughs) vision and this experience that I had. And after I finished that um, past life regression and I opened my eyes, I felt like so much made sense to me. I felt such a connection with this woman. And I was like, I have experienced that before. Like it's something that's so real inside me of this, like it's not safe to express who you are. It's not safe to be at your full expression, to do the things that you wanna do. You're going to be punished because of this. People are not gonna like what you have to say. You're going to be judged. You're going to be harmed. It's much safer to say small. It's much safer to say only the things that people are going to like, to say only the things that are going to be acceptable, to say only the things that won't be judged by other people because you can be hurt. You can be killed. You can be taken away because of speaking your truth. And... You know, as I shared in the first episode, I've had so much of those same fears come up for me in starting this podcast. And I have so many of those fears come up in my my dating relationships, especially in telling men that I don't want to see them anymore. Like there's so much 
emotion tied in there and so much fear and so much um, of me like trying to protect myself. And then I feel like I can't express my, my truth, my authenticity of who I really am because it's not safe. And I think we all experience this, but I think especially women we do. And this is why I love, I love exploring these topics because yes, you, if you have these feelings, you can go to therapy and talk about them. I'm a full supporter of therapy. I had my therapy appointment yesterday, but also you could look at your human design chart and see, oh, I have an open solar plexus. Of course, I'm going to take on these emotions from other people. And of course, I'm going to fall into these people pleasing patterns. Or you could look at past lives and see, oh my gosh, I had this past life of this young girl in France who was killed because she wrote this book and wanted to share her voice with people. And now I am still carrying, holding on tightly to those emotions. I am repeating these patterns. This old trauma has stuck with me. These old thought patterns, this old conditioning. Like it's just another angle to view yourself or to view your feelings and your emotions and your um, the patterns and conditioning that you have so that you can start to untangle them and you can start to let them go and you can start to identify, okay, well, that's where this came from. That makes complete sense. And because I can name that and place that somewhere, I don't have to carry on with it. It can live there now. <laughs> like I don't have to hold it anymore. And it can be really, really freeing. So that's been my experience with past lives. And if it's something that you are not familiar with and you're interested in, I recommend doing it because for me, it's been really, really powerful. And I am of the belief that we have multiple past lives, future lives. There's multiple pieces of us out there in the universe. So, I mean, this is something I'm going to keep exploring. And of course, as I I tap into other lives or other dimensions, I will share them with you. But it's just so interesting to me that I had this vision of this young girl in Paris a few weeks ago. And then last night, I identified this fear of expressing myself of that it's not safe and they were so strongly connected so take from that what you will i would love to know if you have done any past life work before what it has brought up for you um you know i'm i'm still very new to this so if you have a favorite class or teacher or meditation that you use please let me know. You can tell me over on Instagram. I'm at human design with Ashley and I will continue to share as I learn more. I hope that you all have a lovely, lovely Wednesday and I will see you next week right here on the podcast.